It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow and rate it on Apple and iTunes. It helps goes a long way with growing the show. Uh, follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter and the Coach Steve Show on Twitter as well. Um, check out all the other episodes. Um, spring ball is still something to talk about. Uh, I'm motivated with college football that there is no... Nothing to talk about. There's really, there's always something to talk about with college football, and we're just going to continue on with the spring ball. They have wrapped up, but there was other teams. I've got some spring games in, uh, and we're going to discuss some. One team that we is going to be looked at under a little bit of a microscope this year, I think, is the Nebraska Cornhuskers with their new head coach and Matt Rule, who was let go by the Carolina Panthers. And he is back into the college game. The last time we saw him in college was when he had the nice resurgence of Baylor University, was able to get that program uh, back on track a little bit. And so they hosted their spring game this weekend, and they are moving on from the Scott Frost era. They no longer have Scott Frost there losing games by two points or three points. It just did not work out there. He 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 was held there too long. Uh, you know, so now Matt Rule's here. They have moved on, and people believe that Nebraska this year are going to make some noise. So, if you want, again, it's spring ball. There's no need to overreact to anything, but it's nice to watch and see what we have a glimpse of with this Nebraska team. We're used to seeing them being a pistol, shotgun, RPO system type with buck sweep, um, very up tempo offense. 
are they going to turn into that as the season goes along? Possibly. But a couple of takeaways from this is you weren't going to have Casey Thompson. He was recovering from uh, throwing surgery that he had. And all, all you know, looks of, of it is that he is going to be the starter uh, for this Nebraska Cornhuskers team. One thing you wanted to see outside of the quarterback starts is they didn't have a whole ton of transfers coming. They have a couple that are going to be, according to their depth chart, and you saw them in the spring game as their backups. But one thing you wanted to see is how are they going to react to the new coaching staff? There was a decent crowd there for the spring game, which was nice to see. They haven't had much to you know celebrate about. But this Nebraska Cornerskirts team, I have been right about them for the past couple seasons because Scott Frost is a good coach, won a lot of games. You know, he did his thing at UCF. You lost some close games at Nebraska, but early on in your career, early on when you're coaching at a place, if you're losing games close and it's constantly happening year by year and you're losing recruits, you know, I guess not as much stock put into that. But I kept telling – people predicted them to, to win seven, eight, nine games last year, and I said that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If you're losing games by three points and you're just – you're not making the adjustments and you saw the turmoil last year where he was calling the plays but then said somebody else was calling the plays, you lose a coaching staff, you're, you're firing this person, you're doing this. The writing was on the wall. But now they have a clean slate here with this Nebraska team. So – People are very high on Matt Rule. People think he's going to come in and do well because he's turned around Temple. He turned around Baylor. He did a couple good things while he was with the Carolina Panthers until until they until he didn't, and it was done. But the NFL is a completely different beast. So in this spring game, what were we going to be expecting? What what could be going on for the summer and going into the season with this team? You weren't going to see Casey Thompson playing quarterback because he's recovering from. Uh, throwing surgery and this injury that he had. So you were going to see quarterback Jeff Sims play and Hendrick Hatterberg. Um, and they looked pretty good. I thought Jeff Sims looked looked pretty good. One thing that really stuck out to me outside of the whole game was their defense went to a 3-5, similar to what you saw with TCU. And the speed of Nebraska's defensive line and their linebackers really impressed me, how they flew to the football. And that looked like their strength. Offensively, they had a couple – decent plays. They did a couple um, big-time runs, but they go under center a lot, which you weren't seeing them do. So they were in shotgun, but they were also going under center. They were running stretch. It looked like that NFL pro style that, you know, Matt Rule has been doing with the Carolina Panthers. So that would be a hint that we're going to see for this team. Now, could they run this and be successful in the Big Ten? They can because you've seen Michigan do it, but Michigan started to get away. And now they're running the football, but they're staying in more of your shotgun look. You know, Iowa is a straight eye formation. They'll still do those things. But to go to that type of offense, come into your first year, you have a couple of transfers come in. Is he doing this because Nebraska wants to be a heavy run football team like they were in the past? Can this hold up against their schedule of who they're going to play if they want to decide to do this? Because they do have some playmakers. You are going to have Casey Thompson, but Casey Thompson, there's another reason why they go under center is because he wasn't playing, which is very possible. But to change this offense up, to try to have a grasp on it early on, is something that they're going to have to 
um, really get on the fly because Nebraska fans are not going to be very patient with this team due to the fact of what they've had to endure with Scott Frost. Um, so let's talk about Nebraska's um, schedule. They, they have a favorable schedule-ish at the beginning, but they are not going to be any type of cakewalks when you look at their schedule. One, one is really going to be tested right off the bat with Minnesota, but the big interesting one is when they have to go to Colorado and the new resurgence of Colorado, which we've talked about their spring game. Northern Illinois was a good team last year. That's not going to be something they're going to have a cakewalk. Louisiana Tech's good. Then it really gets into the meat grinder of the Big Ten. Um, and so they're they're going to have to prove right away that there's some change. Now, scheme-wise, I think they're going to keep things relatively simple. Uh, that 3-3, that 3-5, that 3-3 stack defense that they're going to be playing, is that going to work in the Big Ten? You don't really see a whole ton of that. You see more of a 3-4, 4-2-5 type of defense because in the Big Ten they've moved towards the pass game RPO type of things. But you're seeing more in the Big Ten. They're getting more tight ends involved, which is going to be a problem for that 3-3 stack, that 3-5 defense that we're going to be seeing them play. But I think they're going to this pro style. You know, we're going to run stretch. We're going to run a little bit of power. And we're going to do play action and get the ball out quick because they want to keep things simple. They want to control the clock because of not having the full recruiting class of Coach Rule. But a big takeaway from the spring game is it looked like they were playing harder. Now it's the spring game, but it just looked like they were having more fun without, you know, the previous years of you know, the disappointment that they had. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see how they fare in their schedule coming up. But, you know, one thing to take away is they, they have some decent hard-running running backs. They have a big offensive line. I think on offense, they're, they they could possibly struggle if Casey Thompson doesn't come in and throw, you know, the way he needs to throw. I think that could be the issue right there. But their defense looks really fast. That defense, it, it could cause some problems. As long as their D-line holds up, I think that will be a big strength for this Nebraska team, taking that away from watching them in their spring game this year as they head into the summer. Another team that was closely watched previously because of a quarterback that was coming out of high school early and is enrolled there in the spring, and just because of who they are and the name brand that they are, is the Texas Longhorns. The Texas Longhorns had their spring game last weekend. Um, one thing with Texas that's going to be looked at is obviously Steve Sarkeesian. Are they going to have a handle on the offense? And people wanted to see Archie Manning play and see what he was going to bring. He was a highly sought-out recruit, obviously. And then another reason people are really looking at Texas is this is going to be their last time in the Big 12. They're going to be off to the SEC. And people had Steve Sarkeesian on the hot seat, which I did not agree with. You know, your first year coming into a place or your second year, you know, that you need time to build up a program. Um, just up and down with Texas. So one takeaway big time from Texas is, before we get to the big thing that maybe a lot of people weren't going to discuss, is that the wide receivers there are super athletic. Super athletic. Joining Winnington making plays. Um, a Mitchell... A.D. Mitchell, that guy is good. He's good. Um, Xavier Worthy's really good. Um, Jonathan Cook, the second, is the second string. 
those guys during the spring game, a big takeaway is that wide receiver room is going to be very talented. It's going to cause a lot of issues with a lot of teams. And with the, the mind of Steve Sarkeesian and his offense, it's going to be similar to how he was using wide receivers with his time at Alabama. I guarantee. That was a big takeaway is the wide receiver room. That's going to be one of the best wide receiver rooms in the country and definitely the Big 12. So there's no short of talent on that side of the ball. Um, the running backs, uh, there's a little difference there. You have to replace Robinson, but you have Jaden Blue. That's the guy that really stuck out. He ran the ball hard. He made a lot of good moves, and I think that's going to be the guy. Right now, Jonathan Brooks is labeled as a starter, but I think the combination of those two is going to really help out the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. If they can get the type of run game going that Steve Sarkeesian could get going when he was at Alabama with this wide receiver group that you are watching on the spring game, they struggled at the very beginning of the spring game, but once it got going, they settled in, and that's why you have the spring game so they get the game vibe and they can keep that going in the summer and into fall camp. That's going to be, you know, if it can start clicking with all of that, it's going to be big time for Texas on that side of the ball. And we'll come right back to the offensive side. Defensively, they looked fast. They flew to the football. They have some tall corners that were matching up with the tall receivers. Now, the the weakness has been the defense. It necessarily hasn't always been the offense for Texas when Steve Sarkeesian's there. It's been the defense. But watching them play, they have a lot of juniors. They have some senior transfers in. I think that if they can just keep people – they need to take the Notre Dame approach of keeping everything in front of them, let the speed up front try, try to do its job. I think that's the route they need to take. If that defense can hold up and you get the offense clicking with those players that they have with the wide receiver room and with the running backs, Texas is going to compete in the Big 12. The one thing that they need to start thinking about with recruiting is their defensive line and linebackers, they look like they're made for the Big 12. They're going to fly around. They're, they're, they're fast. They look strong. They were, they were holding up on Texas' offensive line. Who is a big offensive line? Um, they struggled a little bit the pass protection at the beginning of the spring game. But then as it was going on, they started to really pick up the stunts and pressures that the defense was putting on them. But they need to start – the SEC, if you notice, I talked about it with Alabama – they're starting to revert back to getting the big defensive linemen if they can. Not the biggest, you know, back when Alabama was first, when, when Coach Saban first was getting there, they've really gone to the smaller defensive linemen. Alabama is starting to get back to the big defensive line because of the run stuff that is slowly coming back, especially in the SEC. The Big 12 is still going to sling it around. They're still going to do those things, so they're built for that. But is that going to be able to hold up in the SEC um, when they go there next year? I think... Steve Sarkeesian came out and said that there is a quarterback competition. So people said, oh, there's a, there's no quarterback battle. There's no discrepancy because they've come out and said Quinn Ewers was going to be the starter. Watching Malik Murphy throw the football over 160 yards and had numbers just like you know uh, Quinn Ewers, who started 10 games last year. There's going to be a quarterback competition. I don't care what Steve Sarkeesian said. They're leaning towards Quinn Ewers. And you don't want to put everything into the spring game. We, we I've said it a lot. But this has to mean something. Because the, if you're into coaching, there's a thing called gamers. 
and us coaches love gamers and we hate gamers at the same time. We lo- hate gamers because we're at practice and they're lazy. They don't listen to you. You know, they're not doing everything that's asked of them or they're not going 100% like you need them to or don't think they're giving you the effort. But when the lights click on or when they step onto the court, they're there. They're listening to everything you're saying. They're out there competing. They're doing their thing. Malik Murphy could be that type of guy. I don't know reports on him at practice because there was no uh, report besides Steve Steve Sarkeesian saying there could be this quarterback competition. I think there is a quarterback competition. If that's how he's going to perform in scrimmages and games, Quinn Ehrs better watch out for Malik Murphy because he threw the ball very well. He threw very catchable balls that some of the receivers dropped. He He had awareness in the pocket. And I think that's a guy, he's a redshirt freshman who who, was, who started to get healthy for the spring game. I think there's going to be, just like at Alabama, there's going to be a quarterback battle there. Arch Manning did not look the best during the spring game. And this is where I sometimes overreact to spring ball, but then I don't overreact to spring ball. This does not mean Arch Manning is going to be terrible. He had a great high school career. He is he can, should should be a senior in high school right now. This was his first college game, quote unquote, playing in. So the people saying how bad he is, you know, he did not look like he threw the ball well. It's true. He looked like he did not throw the ball well. He did not. I'm part of me is shocked that he's not redshirted, so that way he could take the year to get stronger and learn the offense a little more and everything else. But he's he's there. He's a freshman. They could decide to redshirt him. He has to be ready to go. But I don't think he – I think Malik Murphy looked better than Arch Manning. Now he has a little more grasp on the offense, and this could change. I personally, unless Arch Manning just – it just takes off at some point in practice or something happens during the season, he may not play this year. It's going to come down to Quinn and Malik Murphy. Malik Murphy looked very good. Do not be shocked if throughout the summer Malik Murphy just takes the step. It's going to be going back and forth, back and forth. Don't be surprised if eventually he starts the first game or if Quinn just makes a few mistakes early on in the season that Malik Murphy is going to be your starter for the Texas Longhorns as the season progresses if Ewers really does start to struggle a little bit, Um, especially (laughs) – that second game versus, you know, the Alabama Crimson Tide there, if he struggles right then and there, that could be a possibility because, you know, they should be able to handle Rice. They should be able to handle Wyoming. But it depends. If 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 he doesn't just absolutely play well against Rice, he played well against Alabama last year, and people are writing off Alabama, which is true. If you want to put Nick Saban as an underdog, great. But if he struggles there – and doesn't recover around Baylor and Kansas time because Kansas taking that next step forward. Malik Murphy sitting right there nipping at the at the heels, and then behind both of those is a Manning who is going to get better throughout the summer, and he is going to get better as the season is going on. I don't think you'll see him. It's going to come down to those two. I don't think you'll see Arch Manning, but do not be surprised if Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma, somewhere in that stretch. If Quinters isn't healthy, if he's not playing well, and Malik Murphy's healthy, and in practice he's showing you a lot of stuff, don't be surprised with some type of quarterback battle that he's going to be the guy and he's going to be starting. And so don't be surprised to see that because he looked really good in the spring game. 
Last part of the show is going to be, we're going to talk about Oregon State just a little bit, but more of their quarterback that transferred from Clemson. Um, We're going to talk about DJ. He transferred from Clemson to go to Oregon State, which shocked some going from a program, no offense to Oregon State, but going from a program like a Clemson over to Oregon State, I think it shocked a lot of people. Um, Clemson, you know, they, they lost, I believe it was two games, three games. He personally wasn't playing 100% well. He didn't have horrible, horrible numbers, but, you know, he he uh, ultimately just decided that it was time for him to go. He got benched uh, late in the season, um, near the very end, and so it was just time for him to go. Now, I think if he would have stayed with the new offensive coordinator hired from TCU over to Clemson, that they could have done something special but he decided to go to Oregon State. But he was asked about this and came out with this quote um, that we're going to share on the screen that he was asked about, you know, going to Oregon State, and he decided to come out and talk a little bit about Clemson. So I need everybody to decide if this is shots fired at Clemson. He said, I didn't want to do what I was doing at Clemson. I didn't really like what we did there scheme-wise. I didn't like – I didn't think we did very much. I thought it was very basic. It didn't help me out as a quarterback and play to my strengths. I wanted to go somewhere that would play to my strengths and go somewhere that would develop me for the NFL, play action, work under center, throw the deep ball. So is this quote a shot at Clemson? Absolutely it is because he says it. Like, I didn't like what we were doing at Clemson. So it's a shot a little bit at Dabo Sweeney and the offense. Now they have a new offensive coordinator. There's going to be some changes there at Clemson. They're going to do they're going to be much better than they were last year. But also, DJ is sitting there saying, well, they didn't play to my strengths. Some believe this and some don't. Now, DJ has talked about, you know, his dad played. They people like him very respectable person. You have to wonder, is he saying this to try to hide the fact that they lost two or three games? He did not play bad. The first time you saw him really play was in that Notre Dame game, and he threw for 400-some yards. The play calling at the end is what lost him that game. Is this a way to hide any of his shortcomings, saying, I want to go to a place that's going to get me ready for the NFL? Oregon State went 10-3 and last year, 6-3 and in their conference, and they played really well. And in their bowl game, they beat Florida. They, I think Oregon State is turning a corner, and I, I love to see it. Love to see it. So this everything here is not about Oregon State. I think everybody is a Oregon State fan. I loved watching them play. I loved seeing what they were doing. So I wanted. I got to watch parts of the spring game. They do look good. They have good receivers. They have a fast running back. And I think DJ can bring something to the table there. So none of this whatsoever is talking about Oregon State. I think they could do well, like once again, in the Pac-12. I firmly believe that. Um, I love their head coach. I would love to, to talk about that, to love to talk to them. Pardon me. But this is about DJ and his comments. Are these comments to hide the fact of him not provide or getting it done at Clemson. Maybe he couldn't handle the pressure at Clemson. 
Or is there some truth to maybe what they were running on offense? Probably. But it's hard fetch for me to believe that Coach Sweeney and the offensive coaches at Clemson at that level would not look at DJ and say, what are his strengths? It's hard for me to believe that. Now, maybe he's not a spread quarterback, and maybe they didn't adjust to exactly what he wants to do. But I also think you standing there, you won 10 games. Are you saying these things to try to hide that you got benched? Are you saying these things to try to make you feel better, possibly? Now, the things I hear about DJ and you read about, this may not be true. But it's just a weird thing to come out and say those things about the school you left to. He could have easily said, hey, I feel like I was going to fit in the offense at Oregon State very well, and that's why I decided to come here. We did good things at Clemson. He could have said things differently because they did play action at Clemson. Uh, They don't work under center at Clemson, but they did try to have you throw the ball deep at Clemson. Clemson wants to run the football. And so it comes down to – These colleges are there to help you get ready for the NFL, but I don't believe in that these college coaches need to change everything they do to make you ready for the NFL. They're going to work, they should work on things to get you ready, but a part of them to keep their job is to win, especially with all this transfer portal things. That's a part of it as well. So if they were, you know, we don't really know what happened behind closed doors, but I think DJ needs to be careful making these type of comments because is this because you didn't get it done? Is it that, you know, the, the comment it was too basic? I think you would want the offense to be easy. I think, you know, and if you were making mistakes in a basic offense, what's it going to look like when you're in a more complex one? Checking the stuff at the line, understanding a lot more things. Now you're under center, so now you have to worry about getting back, like those type of things. And so I wonder why these comments are being made now. Who knows? But those were comments. So, you know, to leave up to your own opinion and idea about what you interact or what you take away from this type of comment here, um, you could go either way with it. I'm still uncertain. I feel like he's trying to hide how they didn't get it done at Clemson. But I also have read a lot of good things about him. So maybe he was just saying, hey, I went there. The spread offensive stuff's not for me. I'm a big guy. I'm a big quarterback. Do I, you know, I'm like a Ben Roethlisberger, so I need to be under center. I need to be able to get the ball to the running back. And, and you know, maybe I have to go through progression. I don't know Clemson's offense 100%. Is it more of a, hey, just read this person instead of a progression? Is it, you know, more comp- – and he said it's very basic, so maybe it was so basic that the defense has read it better. I have no clue. Um, you know, you'd really have to sit there and watch all the Clemson film. You'd really have to know exactly what they were doing. So you, you come up with your own opinion on this, but I thought it was just an interesting thing to talk about, but watching the parts of the Oregon state spring game, I think they're poised to have another big year, but he has to play well because they have playmakers. They look fast. They have fast running backs. Um, and so if they can be confident and do the thing and do it again, like they did last year, Oregon state's going to do well. So none of that was on Oregon state, but they're going to do well. Um, That wraps up this episode um, to talk about a little bit more spring ball. 
Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button, of course. Follow at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Um, check out all the affiliates in the description below. Leave a five-star review on Apple and iTunes. It helps grow the podcast tremendously. Um, check out all the other videos um, and all the other uh, things. Leave uh, Always, again, uh, leave a comment. Uh, be part of the conversation. Um, so, once again, thank you guys for watching and listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.